Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblical Escapes and Discussion. This is actually going out as the Hogmanay special, um, and I'm delighted to be joined by David Ward. Good evening, David. Good evening, Ewan. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, you keeping well yourself? Yeah, not so bad. I, I wish it actually was Hogmanay, and I, I had a nice dram with me but sadly it's a little bit earlier than that but yeah. well, that's it I've, I've got a cup of tea with me which i can assure you is not least unfortunately with anything otherwise i'll certainly forget what i mean to ask you this evening <laughs> but uh, but I, I'll, I'll sit back and listen to it in hogmanay uh, with a suitable dram i would imagine anyway but uh, thank you very much for your time this evening it's a it's a real pleasure and an honor to be able to chat to you about your work and um, obviously for many of you who are tuning in you'll probably be quite aware of david's two books landscape Within and Landscape Beyond, which I think date from 2004 and 2008, so certainly going back a long way, but still so relevant, and it's also amazing how many people actually comment on them and I think still value them as part of their own collection. So uh, before we get to talking about maybe just, I suppose, your thought process and your approach to the books that you've brought out, um, but also your maybe forthcoming third book, uh, which I'm sure people will be interested to hear about. It would be great if you could uh, maybe give us a brief introduction to, to your background and to your photographic journey, so to speak. Right, okay. Um, I uh, I got into photography when I was about 18, um, yep. quite, quite late, um, and um, a number of circumstances, mainly not doing very well in A-levels, <laughs> made me look for a different, a different route forward. Yep. Um, and... Uh, I, I, so I did a degree in photography and film and photographic arts at the uh, Polytechnic of Central London. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's when I started looking at what lay beyond the image, because yes. a, a big part of the of the course was about um, dissecting, as it were, you know, trying to understand how images worked and how they yeah. moved us and, and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. Um, and then after graduation, I, I worked as a commercial photographer um, for uh, over 20 years before before Landscape Within. Yeah. Um, uh, but around about 99, 2000, I, um, I started teaching photography on tours and workshops, photo yeah. tours and workshops. Yeah. Um, and that's really where the, 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 the notion of writing something came from because I, I was in that process of education. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, it'd be good to share some thoughts about that. And the final spur to the whole process was me breaking my leg. Right. Um, so I ended up uh, uh, stuck on the sofa for 10 weeks yep. with, a, with a cast all the way up to the top of my thigh. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, trying to fill time. Yep. Uh, and and uh, I got a, a phone call from a guy, um, a guy called Patrick Kay, who right. said um, he'd read one of my articles in Outdoor Photography, I think. Um, and... Uh, had I ever considered writing a book? And uh, no, I hadn't considered writing a book. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I, I, so I started researching it there. Yes. Um, and um, Joe Cornish, who's been a friend of mine since the 80s, um, introduced me to Eddie Ephraims, who was the editor of the book. Yep. Um, the, both books. Um, and, uh, and then the rest is, I suppose, history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, because I, su I suppose for many people listening, they're they're not what you would class as your traditional photo books. I.e., it's not a big hardback book or whatever it is filled with images. Is there's very much far more to it than all your your wonderful writing, which I can only imagine would have must have taken you probably more than ten weeks to write. Um, but it didn't but actually, but it did, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's um, uh, I was I was given a year to write it in, yeah. uh, and um, I'm spectacularly bad at deadlines. I, I always think of I think like everyone Adam's is. comment about he loved the sound of deadlines. They made a lovely whooshing noise <laughs> as they went past. Um, so um, I waited till a month before the deadline to start writing, but I wrote full time. Yep. for a month 12 hours a day for a month um uh and basically i think i've probably just been mulling it all over and and it all came out fairly quickly but it was sort of like 20 years worth of thought i suppose at that point yeah, yeah. and i suppose you've got you've got the benefit of that point of having, having been teaching for a number of years so i suppose a lot of things will be fresh in your mind from working with other photographers on a fairly regular basis um, and, and passing on your thoughts there because certainly I, as you say it's it's not a how-to book it's it's more asking the question which I, which I think is a wonderful thing and I, I go back to it quite often I can't say I know it's all inside out because there are so much to there's so much to take in um, but again at the same time it works so well with just with your writings but also the company and images as well which um, which I think add to it and just and emphasize your points. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I sort of thought thought of the two books in a way. Well, when I started writing Landscape Beyond, mm -hmm. um, it occurred to me that they were they were like manifestos. They were yeah. they were what I wanted to get to in photography um, yes. in some ways. Um, and so I'm, I'm constantly dissatisfied, I think, as we all are with the images we're making, because I think yeah. <clears throat> um, dissatisfaction and doubt is sort of baked into the process. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I, th I think of I think of them as um, the distillations of yeah to some extent of what I've I've learned from teaching, but also all the reading that I've done about the history of photography and, yep. and various philosophical um, aspects of photography. Um, and I think teaching really does help because in order to teach well, you need to be able to kind of pick apart your practice. You need to be able to work out why things are working and, and yeah. most of us work um instinctively most yes. of the time yeah. we, we don't we don't really think too much about um uh, how we're doing things we, you yeah. know and we look at a picture and we think oh yeah that's nice that worked or it didn't work or absolutely or, or damn i forgot to take the slide out of the roll from back again or whatever it is <laughs> you know? yeah um so um I, I think um not many people actually think about the whys too much yes but, Concentration on technique is understandable, um, but I think the whys are actually what really matter. Um, yeah, yeah. And 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 trying to so my my idea with with the first book with landscape within was very much trying to kind of at least put some of those whys on the map for mo for a wider audience. So they were yeah. there in quite you know kind of obtuse um, textbooks. But they weren't—they weren't really kind of readily available for for most people to go and find. I don't think. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was kind of a, a big part of why I wanted to write it. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously, yeah, you then followed up with landscape beyond, um, which I, th I think kind of focused on what your three main aspects of of photography were, which. Um, yeah, obviously, simplicity, mystery, and and beauty, and yeah, it's it, it's 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 really for anyone who's not read it, it's, it's really very inspiring to read and just to to take in the small pockets of, of information and knowledge that you're sharing and, and just slightly different approaches to how, how you or how I might approach 
certain scenes or etc that you you begin to just actually think about your own process and think about how does my process potentially relate how could I improve my process and my, my my just my general approach to photography as well and I think as you say it becomes very accessible for people um there there's such well-written books um in terms of being accessible and, and being understandable to many people as opposed to hidden away in huge big textbooks that maybe contain no pictures and contain 80,000 <laughs> 80, words effectively um, and I, I think I think it's important from that point of view when when you're considering the subject matter that you're writing about. Uh, yeah well I, I think I'm, I think my writing got better for the second book. Um, <laughs> you didn't need to have a dictionary by your bedside for all of it. Um, <laughs> I, I um, I think um, Eddie uh, set me along that route, and he and he yeah. asked me a, he asked me the question, "What are your three um, key um, components of a great photograph?" And I said, uh, "Beauty, mystery, and simplicity," kind of just straight like that. I didn't even have to think about it. Yes. And I thought I thought, "Oh, that's a brilliant technique." And little at the time did I appreciate that he he asked every author the same. <laughs> three, the same. <laughs> <laughs> um so um <laughs> but it was you know it was it was a it was a it was a good way of kind of trying to um distill what was yes. important to me um yes yeah and um yeah i kind of think of them as fundamental building blocks really i yep. think i think beauty um has been uh derided somewhat in in modern art since the kind of um early 20th century but i think it's still it's still absolutely key and actually there's quite a lot of um neuro neurological neurophysiological work that shows that um our responses to beauty are, are quite key to making us want to do things it's like a little um little reward that our mind yes. gives us. yeah um uh, simplicity because the basic process of finding an image um is a is a distillation in photography yep. you start with the ultimate complexity of the world and you you reduce that yes. uh, reductive process. Um, and then mystery, because the straightforward um, image, the um, somebody referred to it the other day as the photocopy, holding our photocopier up to the world, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't hold our attention. It needs something, a little yeah. twist um, to hold our attention. And so, so that's, that's why I think it needs some, something ambiguous, something um, yeah. That just kind of um, makes you want more. And yeah. I think I think the key really is that you need to leave room for the viewer. You need to leave room for somebody to construct their own story around the photographs that you're 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 prevent, presenting to them. Yeah. Um, it was never it was never meant kind of as a as a um, uh, as a step by step guide to how to make photographs. It was made it was meant more. Um, again, to try and just make people think about what was going on in the background. Yeah. Um, so it's not that when you when you set up your camera or on a tripod or not on a tripod that you yep. then think, oh, well, um, I need to make sure that there's beauty, mystery and simplicity. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that at all. Yes. There, there, there are aspects of um, yeah. uh, of making pictures and some some images will have them in differing amounts and some won't have some of the elements but they're just things that you need to well you don't need to they're, they're useful they're useful things to think about yeah yeah uh, then, then, go on sorry yeah sorry yeah absolutely I, I totally agree i really 
I really enjoy the, the landscape beyond and particularly when you talk about emotion in the photographs as well and because there's there's something that's you as the photographer you've got such an emotional connection to the image that you're trying to portray that the viewer the viewer perhaps doesn't or doesn't have that emotional connection and as you see and it's when I talk to other people about their work it's it's one I, I really enjoy looking through I, I suppose a traditional body photo book through and um, where there's something for me to think about and I'm not looking through it from start to finish thinking right that's the answer to that image that's the answer to that image there's actually something that I can think about and I can come to my own conclusion and think for myself so as you say something which it's, you're not necessarily 100% sure what you're looking at. You're maybe 99% sure, but it's just that 1% that actually holds you on that image. And yeah. you're thinking, right, what, what is it? What am I looking at? Or what is the scale that I'm looking at? And, and I, th I think that's, that's where it's, I think that's where you can really en enhance and offer and offer something else. Yeah, well, I mean, you, looking at the sort of books that you've, um, you know, showcased in in the, the the last few months um there are a lot of them which on the surface um you look at the image and you think well what's what's going on there what's 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 what is what's the point of this picture and actually that's that's actually a really good start whereas if something is really overtly descriptive yes um <clears throat> you, you, you kind of you look at it you know what it is and you move on yeah. so so but that that element of intrigue can be really quite low key it can it can just it can actually just be a question of of um you um trying to work out why the photographer made the image not actually that there's something in the image so yeah um because the, the fourth chapter in landscape beyond was called questions or answers and i and i posed this idea that um uh pictures are questions or answers they're they, they're either asking a question of the viewer or the photographer is asking a question yep. of, uh, of what he's photographing or they're an answer in which case they just they just present something and yes. that's that's kind of the end of the process if you do that where, where do you where do you go beyond that that's yep. that's a full stop um and a lot of the in landscape photography especially um a lot of the the kind of um striving for the spectacular that we see at the moment uh, in yeah. social media um, is that they're full stops. They don't they don't take you anywhere. They, yeah. um, I, I, I always think about uh, something that somebody once said. They said that he loved the scenery on radio plays because it was so much better. You know, if you, <laughs> if you don't describe it all, yeah. then then actually you've got something else to to intrigue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, yeah, you talk about social media. It is. It's that it's that you can flick through images on Instagram at a million rates per second, and it's the image that actually you stop and you consider it as opposed to just flicking through because, as you say, they they just they're they're at a stop. There, I suppose they're that's that's a sort of image people are trying to showcase. Whereas actually having a body of work whereby you can you work through the work at a, a slower pace because each image. You're, you're having a deliberate consideration, time and thought in terms of what it is you, you're experiencing, never mind what the photographer was experiencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the best kind of photography, the kind of photography, I think, that, that, that asks something of the viewer as well. And, and, and you know, it comes in all kinds of flavours, yeah. all kinds of flavours. It's, you know, my, mine is, is kind of uh, on the surface of it, what I consider to be my best images are in a way quite literal yep. but when you look at them a bit further you go okay well there's something odd going on on there 
But then you, you see other images, you know, you go to the other extreme where there's very heavy manipulation of the photograph, either in camera or post. Yep. Um, and they're, they're also asking the viewer to, to, you know, kind of think about what's going on. And yeah. then in the middle, you've got sort of documentary style pho photographs. I was looking at a, a thing in The Guardian the other day. I've forgotten the guy's name. Um, he was, he's photographing dogs, I think, in Egypt on an okay. iPhone. Right. And, and they're, ju they're just brilliant. They're just the, the it's all about the moment. And yep. the perspective that he's getting is quite strange. There's one photograph that I remember. There's a there's a dog coming in from the right hand side of the frame and it's turning its head away from the camera. And another dog is coming from the left hand side. And it almost looks like the dog's head has become detached and is on the opposite frame. It's just a brilliant juxtaposition, you know. Yes. And in the past, a lot of photographers did those, documentary photographers did those kind of juxtapositions, and they're really fascinating. If you think about Bill Brandt and his kind of strange perspectives looking at ears and now that, yes. you know, and relating yeah. it to the landscape as well, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's all about intrigue or Man Ray or, you know, so many photographers use those those kind of just um, questions, yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. And obviously you've couple of books down many many years ago but you're you're now in the position that I, you're considering or work starting work and thought process behind your uh, your third book um, the difficult third book yeah the, the difficult yeah. third book well you've given yourself a bit of time between the second book and the difficult third book so uh, <laughs> you've, 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 some people maybe some people maybe don't give it quite seven or 13 or 14 years but um it's nice to let an idea brew in your in your mind i suppose so to speak so how i'd be i'm sure like many others I'm, I'm really quite interested to know i suppose what what your maybe approaches or your thought process in terms well, of yeah i mean i suppose the thing was that for a long time i thought well I've, I've written most of what i want to write yes straightforwardly about photography um and so i wanted to do a book that's more dominated by images yes. but i um but i also just didn't want to do a straightforward um portfolio yes yeah yeah um so i've been trying to think about um about what i can sort of hang the whole thing on and i suppose the whole thing is really going to be hung on on my um my approach why i make images um yes. and so um i'm there'll be a number of chapters about slightly different aspects of, of that approach um yep so um you know the anonymous um place yep. for instance is a big thing for me um unforeseen um so th in the sense that i react to um what i come upon rather than planning beforehand i yeah. i never know what i'm going to photograph when i go out into the yeah. landscape I don't, I don't think about that at all i just go and i find what i what, what I can yeah. and so some, di some days I get nothing and other days I get you know something that I think is amazing but I think you can't plan that and and um so that's that's the kind of basic idea that I'm going to use uh predominantly the body of work I've shot I guess in the last 10 years and that yep. that covers the transition from um 5.4 um to digital, digital. Um, yep. mirrorless on the Sony um now um and uh and to and to split it into those kind of chapters i think i'm i'm thinking about four or five chapters maybe six chapters yeah um 140 pages or something like that um and and a minimal kind of amount of writing so maybe okay. yeah um 
two or three thousand word intro and then maybe a page at the beginning of each chapter that just describes the theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like a good balance, I think, to take the way all of your writing. Um, I think it would be a bit of a shock to the system for many people who, <laughs> for many people who have got your first two two books because I, th- I think they go hand in hand. I think people there there's something when you mention or you mention a David Ward book to people, and I think they they don't maybe think of the huge amount of text, but they're 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 thinking of something more than just a selection of images. So I think as you say, I think yeah maybe. In incorporating the text, I think adds adds a different touch there. Adds a different element that you don't see with with a bit more, as you say, about your thought process and how your thought process has perhaps changed in in the years since, uh, or your approach yeah. has changed in in the years since you you did landscape beyond. So I'm sure maybe also moving from film into digital, there's maybe been an adjustment there to to your approach um, as well. I think that was a huge adjustment actually, and I know I know that Joe. Cornish had similar problems. It's um, there's a ritual about using the five four about using a view camera, yeah. um, and, and it engenders a certain kind of approach to making photographs. And um, you pick up a, a mirrorless SLR or oh, sorry, a mirrorless or an SLR, yeah. and um, it's it's too easy. It's too facile. You can go bing 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 bing. I've got made a whole <laughs> load of pictures. Well, are any of them any good? I mean, I used yeah. to make. A really, really amazingly productive day would maybe be five different compositions on five four, yeah. um, and now I can make you know hundreds if I feel like it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's a dissipation of effort that that can go into that. You know that you that you um, you don't kind of maybe you miss things because you, I think the the key part is is really what my art teacher taught me at, at school actually. Is that most most of art is about observation, and only yeah. a tiny percentage is actually about doing. Yes, yeah, um, and 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 I think that's that that gets lost sometimes when using a, a digital camera because it's just so easy to do, just so easy to make pictures rather than to spend time really looking. Um, yeah, and I think because the kind of images I want to make are, are I suppose the ones I'm happiest with, I would consider to be sort of meditations. They require time. They, you know, yep. they, they require an hour maybe before I take before I press the button, which is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not very productive in terms of you know output, but you know, yeah. But at the same time, it, it it it's how it's how you work and it's how you get the results for the images that you're looking for. As you see with digital, it's so easy. You can pitch up somewhere, and as you, as you say before, you know it. You fired off ten shots, but you're correct it's like whether any of them are any good is an entirely different story <laughs> so actually yeah it's it's i can imagine the transition from film where it's a very slow methodical process that you you've, you've done you've done for many many decades onto digital whereby it's one click and right i can immediately see what the results are and you it's adjusting to actually getting getting your workflow but in, in when you're working with a digital format yeah, I mean, technically, the, the 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 digital is so much easier um, than film. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I I hate to think how much I spent on film over the years, and and yeah. uh, um, and and actually how little output I got for for all of that expense. Yes. Um, but so, and the, the the for a start, the ability to handle much larger contrast ranges means that subjects yeah. become available to shoot that weren't weren't previously available to shoot. So. Yes. 
So that's that's a great thing. I wouldn't go back, um, yeah. but I think it, 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 the the difficulty is is to is to transition in such a way that you don't lose that that um, uh, that that slow kind of uh, methodical kind of looking, yes. as it were. Yeah. Yeah. And how how is the image selection going for the book? Are you have you how, um, or isn't it? <laughs> well, no, it is. No, no, I've I've started selecting. Yeah. Um, I'm very much at the kind of stage of the um uh, uh, of the um kind of winnowing. So I'm I'm I think I've got about two hundred images, uh, and I'm looking probably to take that down to about one hundred and twenty or something. So there'll be a fair amount of winnowing yeah. go on um uh, but i think um and i'm slowly s splitting it into the different themes that, that yes thing. Yeah. um but I, I mean that was the bit that took by far the longest on the first two books working with eddie the the it was actually that um selection ordering of the images, of the images yeah. and, and also because they don't they don't directly refer to the text in yeah. landscape within or landscape beyond but they have to they have to be sympathetic to the to what's being talked about yes um so that that was that was much more complicated for me actually than than the writing um uh I, i'm not uh, i'm making it sound it's not easy to write it's, <laughs> it's much harder for me to write than it is to make photographs but um but i think because i felt i knew what i wanted to say yeah in that respect but uh, especially with landscape within which was the first book that was um both my images and my writing I, f I found that process actually quite quite challenging yeah, yeah challenging yeah and and thank goodness that eddie was there to to guide me through you know an experienced yeah. editor is a is a is an absolute godsend in a in a situation like that yeah absolutely yeah they just, you you benefit from their experience and their knowledge and it just kind of keeps the ship sailing in the right direction as opposed to as opposed to taking tangents off that then become quite hard to recover from yeah, yeah, and and also you know notoriously, lots of photographers are actually, although we might be sure in ourselves that our our, our aesthetic decisions are, are correct, they're not they're not actually always that nope. way. And, and sometimes it. you need a, you need somebody who's a bit more objective to go, yeah, no, no that really doesn't belong in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, you become you become very attached to your own work, regardless, and and as I say to many people, it's the, the hardest challenge is always throwing away the favorite image that you, you really, really want to be there, but you know, in your heart that it shouldn't. And that can be, it just doesn't work as part of, as parts of the, the rest of the body of work. And yeah, absolutely. Having someone with a fresh pair of eyes, just to take a look through it, you, they begin to see things that maybe do work better, don't work better, but at least it, yeah. it, 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 at least it gives you thought for your own work, whether you agree with what someone says or not is wholly irrelevant, but it's just someone pointing out who's coming at it with a fresh pair of eyes, no connection to the images, how, how they see the flow of the images go, how they see the sequence of the images or where they over a set of images where they maybe see slight tonal variations that you thought actually worked really well, but in fact, something's really quite jarring just for their eyes. Just as, as you say, we all see the same image so different our experience of exactly the same yeah. images is so totally different as well yeah i mean actually you know kind of um the beloved images yeah. um some, sometimes they they can be um 
not strident's not the right word, but 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 they 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 can sometimes stand out too much within a sequence. Yes, it actually can be very difficult to place them within the sequence of a book. Yeah, um, and and also an exhibition. You know, I did a couple of yeah. exhibitions in, uh, around about the time of, of the two books as well, and um, and similar problems. You know, there were images that I thought, oh, no, I love that, but actually when you try and stick it within 40 images in an exhibition yeah um it just doesn't work it's it, yeah. it it overwhelms the things around it um so that's a that's a something that really takes time that that the winnowing the the sequencing um yep. is not something that comes very quickly i don't think because in a way you're um you've made compositions already yes. and, and i think of compositions not um just as as a in a graphic sense in which they're most normally described, but also in the, in the sense that they are, um, they're a puzzle that you're solving. Yeah. You know, when you're out, yeah. out in the landscape with, with the camera, you have this multi-dimensional puzzle, um, yeah. four dimensions that you're collapsing into two, yeah. but then there's color and there's contrast and there's movement and all these other things going on. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and you're trying to solve that. And then when you try and put all that together in a book, you have this thing that you're actually making a larger composition of these smaller compositions. You want it all to, to flow, yeah, the yes, sequence yes. to work, and it's it's a it's a it's a delicate thing, and it's not an easy thing. I mean, that's that's not why it's taken me um, <laughs> thirteen years. <laughs> it's it. I mean, I, I it, um, in a way, I suppose I felt for a long time. I think I touched upon this. I, I felt that I, I'd said what I wanted to say, and I, and I, you know, uh, photography for me is a is an autotelic process. So autotelic is something that is um, it's intrinsically worthwhile. Yeah. So I do it for the for, for making a picture. I actually, in a way, um, I don't care what happens to the picture once I've made it. I mean, I in the days of film. If I got back a picture that just looked amazing on the light box, you know, you you got that sheet of transparency sometimes, and you put it on the light box, and it was just like, oh my oh, god, that's yeah. just so much better than I ever thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, and and in a way, that was that was the climax for me. That was the yeah. that was the point at which okay, I can I can forget about the rest of it. If yeah. I make a print of it, it's not going to look as good as that. It's <laughs> it's, it's going to be. If I put it in a book, it's not going to look as good as that. You know, it's probably yep. it's Velvia. All the colours are out of gamut for a start. You know, you're not going to be able to get those printed properly. Um, and so um, I think a, part of the hesitation about making a third book was that I didn't want to just do it for making, for the process of making a book. I wanted yes. to do it because I felt there was something that I that I wanted to say. Um, yes. That yes. there was something that, whatever that was. And it, and it took me a long time to actually work out what it was and, I, and this this kind of notion that it's going to be about my process about about the way i work and why i work in the, what i call accidental series yeah. so i have i have um because i don't i don't construct series but i know that i have themes that i return to yeah are things that interest me um and so you can you, you could say that the my whole body of work is is a is a series that you could split into sub themes, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, that's maybe finally an idea that might might have legs and might make a book that people might be interested in. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And I, as you say, by the sounds of it, it will be as opposed to more about the words, it will be far more about the actual, 
your photography, your work, which comes as part of your as part of your process, I think the output of your process. So um, I think it will be I think it'll be fascinating. And are you going to be retaining the landscape something, something, something as the title? <laughs> or are you, you, I've got to ask the question. It's like landscape within the landscape beyond landscape. <laughs> landscape without has been suggested. <laughs> um, uh, I I don't think so. No, yes, I think I'm yep. going to leave those two those two books um, as as is. Um, yep. I have a couple of ideas for titles. Um, yep. I'm not going to divulge them. Oh no, abs- absolutely. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't ask you because you might well change your mind a million times. And and I think yeah. when when you when I think when you begin to see how the the text is coming together and the images are coming together, you might take on a different a different view in terms of what. Uh, in terms yeah. Of, in terms of what actually works for the the body of work that you finally put together, yeah, but I think it'd probably be a single word. I think, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so, because so, um, because I mean, I could go down the poetic route. I could, <laughs> you know, find some some quote or some phrase. Um, I mean, there's a, a phrase that I used in landscape within, um, which uh, oceans of instance, which sort of appealed to me for a while, but because um, that's basically you know there are oceans of instance all around us and we're yeah and we're capturing some of them um uh but uh i think I'll, i think i'll go for a single word i think is what yeah. i'm going to do yeah very good and and why are you what sort of format have you given any consideration in terms of are you looking for something that's same um, a big hardback coffee table book or is is that something that's still are you still mulling over or have you got some ideas and inspirations from your your other books that maybe I think um, well, Paul Wakefield's book kind of um, always strikes me as something that's beautifully done. That Eddie did that um, yes. with Paul. Um, I think I'm I'm controversially. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna it's gonna be a square format book. Very probably good. that that you know uh, what is that? That's uh, well, thirty five centimeters or something square, something yeah. like that. That way, um, I won't have any. Uh, landscape shape books going over the gutter all the pictures will be yes. contained page. within within yeah. it, uh, within a single page yeah. i don't like things going over over gutters yeah. <laughs> um so um and um yeah plenty of room for the pictures i think um yeah. so that, that if you have a reasonably nice sized book then you have so, you have room to make nice large um photographs but also it gives gives them some space they don't it doesn't feel yeah. cramped yeah yeah um, so i mean you've seen way more photographic books than i ever have probably i doubt i doubt, I doubt that very much i maybe have a few more sitting behind me on my bookshelf at the moment but yeah it's 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 i think it's always a challenge and thing for anyone to decide what sort of format you people want to go yeah. with further with for their books and what size and there are so many elements that you then get into and in terms of paper choice, fabric, do you go for cloth or do you go for paper covers? Yeah. And it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all down to individuals and you get some that work particularly well with certain, certain types of images or certain series and just the, maybe just add an element to it. But I think it also adds to the whole tactile element of it when you're, looking, yeah. when you're looking at a big body of a big book, impressive images, um, and I think I think there's something to be said for actually you begin to you begin to remember the details and it's the fine it's the finer details and the small details in the in a book production that 
you can have 20 books, but I'll remember ones where there's just that slight wee attention to detail that's been paid on a, on a, on a little element or something like that that just makes it stand out from the rest. Um, and it might be just a simple paper choice or it might just be however the, however the spine's been constructed or, or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, topography is a big, big yeah, part of it. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. And again, these are all, they're all such specialised and knowledgeable aspects in themselves as you say it typography and what fonts do you choose and what font sizes do you go for that's a whole world of a mystery because if you get that wrong or not necessarily wrong but it can have a big impact through the through the whole of the book depending on how much text you've got and where you're wanting to place it but um but no i think it's always a, it's always a challenging one um and yeah i would say also there's certain publishers that you know you're going to get quality product from them in terms of book publishers. Um, and there's really press, I suppose, is a, is a good example in terms of their black and white photography. It's like, I think most people, you could order a book from an Israeli press and knowing exactly the sort of quality you're going to get and, and very specific paper types have maybe been chosen for that set of images. Um, but again, that's where, yeah, having a bit of knowledge and understanding really can help make a difference but uh, yeah and it's a complicated very complicated oh, absolutely i know Ed and paul kind of um worked for a long time to get yeah. this this book right and it really wasn't easy i love the paper in this because it's it's just yeah. got a very soft sheen yes um, but um the quality of the reproduction is is just fantastic i think um, yeah, yeah, the line the Paul, Paul's book is yeah superb. A really, really nice size. Okay, it's a big, physically a big book, but it really works well with images. And as you say, it gives plenty. You can have a good sized image, but with plenty of space around it, so it's not cramped to the edges. Yeah, um, which which I think certainly makes a difference. I, I quite like like you. I don't like. I'm not so much of a fan of images that spread into the gutter, particularly people who leave the key element of said picture right in the middle of the gutter yeah yeah just, just think, <laughs> well, I, think, I, think I was burnt by that when i was a commercial photographer doing um doing uh guidebooks and stuff to commission and <laughs> quite often you get you get the first copy of the book and you go oh my god why did you put it that way around why didn't you hand it the other way so that so that the thing that i'm you know illustrating wasn't right in the bloody gutter especially there was a, a series that I did where um, it was always uh, one third text, two thirds image, right. and you know, that almost certainly meant that your subject, you know, is rarely in the middle of the frame yep. in those kind of books. So it almost always meant that about half of them ended up in the bloody gutter. Yeah. And and if the and sometimes if you've got really good binding, you can open it, and if it's all properly laid out, you yes. can still see most of it. But it's never as nice as it's just sitting on a single page. Yeah, never, never as good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you say, if you pick a nice big square format, then no matter what, what whether it's landscape portrait or or square images that you're working with, you've always got enough space to have a have a good sized image that that yeah. then fits, and it's a nice, nice, consistent approach. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's always a it's always a challenging one. Um, and I, th- I think there's no right or wrong way. I, I think that's the. That's probably, that's that's probably the problem for most people. I think if there's a formula that someone had, had developed that was the answer, then it would be a bit, bit easier for everyone. But I think that's what makes it more enjoyable is the fact that you do get such a variety of images. But yeah, certainly, certainly Paul Hart's books as well are really nicely, really beautifully printed as well. I think he maybe uses someone, uh, 
somewhere in Italy to print them as well. Right. They are yeah. yet again. Um, yeah, I mean, also, there's some, there are some great, really, um, you know, kind of, they're not craft printers exactly, but there are yeah. some European printers who, who, you know, they pay a lot of attention to detail, whereas yeah, uh, uh, some of the stuff that comes out of the Far East is definitely not, I mean, technically great, because they spent a fortune on the on the yeah. presses and everything, but sometimes it's just not as much attention paid to detail. I also want to make sure, it's, I mean, that, that to me is about the right, thickness yeah absolutely yep but and you get a book you get some books um uh there's a book called sorcerer with uh about the hebrides so i don't know if i can't remember the guy's name that's awful anyway um it's probably three times that thickness and it, and it's 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 got some amazing photographs in it but opening it becomes a kind of a trial sometimes you know it's like absolutely yeah um, so i think i think that Actually, I can't remember how many pages this is. Of course, this is probably about. It's one thirty ish, one twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's probably one twenty eight, one one forty or whatever. That's probably yeah. where I would go somewhere. In yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. As soon as, if you if you begin to get too much above that, you begin to get particularly when it's a, a sizable book as well. It really becomes quite hard to handle, and it's not yeah. something that's quite as easy just to be able to sit down and, and look through. You've got to lay it out on a table and spend a bit more time and i think also you've got to just bear in mind the postage costs these days because yeah. you know, and i know certainly some people have been stung when all of a sudden their books come back and it, it just breaks through the next weight limit of royal mail and before you know it it's like postage is just or postage anywhere these days seems to be extort extortionate but uh, yeah yeah but no. um it's it, they're all they're all facts i mean the the that book sorcerer it's it's it comes in a slip case it's beautiful yeah and actually when when you get it delivered it's inside a a, a beautiful printed box as well Lovely. very nice which is really nice but i um i would guess um you know i don't know what percentage but a huge percentage of actually the cost of the book is actually all of that and the, yeah. and the postage and packing um because i don't think you pay extra within the uk i think it's just you order it and it arrives. So they've worked out how much their postage and packing is going to be, and just yeah. included it. Yeah, factored that in. Yeah, and and when 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 your when's your target uh, plan to bring? Uh, <laughs> to bring well, it's yeah, already I, slipped. You won't you won't be surprised to know that it's already slipped. Yeah. <laughs> you, to be honest, to be honest, you may have decided back in two thousand and ten or two thousand and twelve that you. That you <laughs> no, I decided, I decided. I decided during lockdown that I was maybe it was now about time to. To do it and yeah. i actually finally came up with a a, a, a sort of a more uh, a less nebulous <laughs> with that way kind of idea um round about last summer so june okay, and july yeah. so um uh, i've got a designer in mind um uh and um i've, I've yet to go through all of that with him yeah um, but Real, I mean, it would be lovely for next Christmas, but I realistically, I think it probably will be the one after <laughs> <laughs> Christmas twenty three. So yeah, anyone who's tuning in, don't 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 rush out to put your pre orders in because we're probably we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, but you know, I'm, probably... I'm just um, like I said at the beginning, I'm spectacularly bad about deadlines. So actually, I mean that that's not quite true. I was I so I was supposed to deliver landscape within. On January the thirty first, whenever that was, two thousand and maybe two thousand and three, and then it came out a year later. I can't remember. Or later yeah. that year. Um, so, um, 
and I delivered it on time and every and landscape beyond was on time if not a week early I think so yep. um so it's really once I talked to the to the designer um yeah. uh, the writing because there's much less writing yeah. shouldn't shouldn't take so so much effort anyway yeah um so that 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 should shortcut that process and he can he can be working on um on actually the the layout and, and everything up else yeah everything some thought, else. Some thought yeah. processes and sequencing and stuff like that well you're yeah. well, you're finalizing off the words so yeah so christmas christmas 22 is a is a potential and uh, yeah yeah if, if not then it'll be something nice to add to the bookshelf in 2023 or or <laughs> <laughs> and it all seems so bloody far off doesn't it 20 so if it be 22 yeah it'll be 14 years between between publications at this at this rate i'm never going to make it to book number four <laughs> <laughs> not not unless you start working back the way and start not and start narrowing the gap down but at the same time these these things it's it's all uh, you can't rush these things I, I and particularly with something something that you're working on there's no point rushing it you want it to be done properly and get it done as you as you want it because at the end of the day it's it captures a moment in time um, and it's something that you you have to live you you have to live with, and and everyone who who invests in it and enjoys it as well. But um, but yeah, it'll, it'll it'll certainly be worth the wait. I look forward to very much. Oh, look thank, forward you. To, thank you. I, yeah, I do. I very much look forward to seeing um, as well as as much as I enjoy as much as I enjoy your words and and your writing and stuff like that. I, I think there'll be a lot of people who really look forward to seeing something that's maybe a bit more image heavy. If that's a, if that's uh, if that's a fair, a fair, well, thing I mean, just I mean, nicer printed and and a bit more care taken over it would be yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the 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 I think about you know I've mentioned the difficult third album, but uh, there have been recording uh, artists who went long periods without making yeah. an album, and then they would have a flurry and they'd make a few, and and I and I think that you know you never really know with the with the artistic. Uh, kind of creative impulse when it's going to strike and when you're actually going to kind of absolutely yeah. yeah and the yeah. thing is they, they don't all books do not all need to be full of 120 images it's i've got a number of books it's then there's really there one photo one picture one photo book one picture book series there are 14 or 15 images in each book and they're very very small and okay they're very specific projects but again they make lovely bodies of work that allow allow people to release something that's maybe not uh, not a, a a big a bigger collection of work you don't need to you don't need to always have a, a, a full range of images you can yeah. work on something you can work on something that's far smaller that's maybe more more comprehensive and 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 just works better as a smaller set so um, yeah at the end of the day it's not to say that your fourth book wouldn't be an entirely different format altogether you yeah 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 who knows who knows yeah <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, the, the focus is on book number three to begin with anyway. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. Cross, we'll, we'll get cross. to four once three's out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always very interested to hear, because I can only imagine that you, you must have been, I suppose, inspired in a big collector or certainly have photo books from other photographers. So I'm always very interested to hear what other photo books um my guests collect because it's it's great to hear how they relate or don't relate in most instances to to the sort of work that that, that people shoot themselves. It's quite often people 
what some of their favorite photo books are perhaps the first photo book that they ever picked up that just takes them back to when they really got the urge and interest in photography. So yeah, it'd be it'd be great for you to share a, a, well, a selection of your books. I can guess what the first one's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be Paul, yeah. Um, so Paul um, actually played a big part in me becoming a landscape photographer. Um, right. I was working as uh, an assistant to a food photographer, uh, and I have been for some time. Uh, in Kensington in London uh, in a, a basement studio didn't get out much and um, he, after f- uh, six or seven months of working for him he said um, you don't really want to be a food photographer do you what, what do you want to do <laughs> and I said well you know landscape but um, I don't know how to go about that um, and he had a friend who shared a studio with Paul Wakefield right. so an introduction was made and I went and spent an afternoon with Paul um, uh, and looked through his five-four trannies and looked at his gear and chatting to him about photography, and that was it. I was I was completely hooked. So yeah, so he's a he's he's a hero for me. Yeah, you know yeah. he's he, he's he's one of my biggest inspirations for making photographs, and and I love uh, I love his his sense of composition, um, yeah. which is quite quite unusual. Um, it's it's the balance is always amazing, um, and and they're not all, they're not always calm. They've got quite a nice amount of tension in them. Um, yep. His treatment of color is really interesting, and I, I just think yeah, I think he's I think he's an yeah. amazing photographer. So, um, and and you know, in, in lots of senses, they are the traditional landscape photograph, but yep. um, but they're they're done in a way which which sets them apart from yeah ninety nine percent of um, landscape photographers, I think. Um, right, so the next one would be uh, Paul Kenny. Oh yes, C works. C works. Yeah, that yeah. probably comes up quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and I suppose because um, uh, he's shooting intimate landscapes in a way, but they're constructed intimate yeah. landscapes. Yep. So it's the natural forms. Um, it's it's the colours, and uh, and, I, and I'm a huge admirer of. Um, uh, the way he works an idea, so yeah. and and the and the process and how long it takes him sometimes to make absolutely yeah a single picture um, yeah and and you know he's he's done other other books um uh, oh oh Hanam- oh Hanami. Hanami. yeah which is which has got some quite different style of images in it um, yes um uh, but equally equally creative um and yeah he's probably one of the few probably him and Michael Kenner and not many others, you know, one of the few people who's actually making money out of doing landscape photography, if you can call it landscape photography. I mean, I, I, I kind of think I, so I also think that I have a little bit of a, um, uh, uh, a kind of, there's a correlation between the way that I work and he works in the sense that I'm not, not sure I think of myself as a landscape photographer. I think yes. of myself as yep. somebody who makes images in the landscape, but yeah, but I'm using it as source material. And, yes. that, and that's basically what he's doing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I would tend to agree. And they're both, they're both beautifully produced and beautifully printed books as well. Yeah, they are. Good, yeah. good, good size, lots of space for the images and the colors, particularly in both books, but particularly the beautiful colors and Paul's and some of Paul's yeah. work really comes out really nicely. Yeah. And, and that was, that was, a, I know that was a big challenge for, for him and Eddie to get that right. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, you won't be surprised to be a wordy one. 
Photographer's Eye by um, John Sarkovsky. Um, right. So that's um, uh, photographs from the collection of Museum of Modern Art in New York. Right. Um, yeah. And um, he goes through the pictures and, he, and quite often very short, pithy descriptions of why he thinks an image works. And yeah. Yeah, right. Very, very clever. Um, just just really interesting um, to um, to think about how an image moves people. And yeah. I think that's one of one of the best books on that subject. Um, uh, and then because um, I you said you said four or five and I'm thinking, oh God, how do I how do I do that? Well, well it's supposed it's supposed to be tricky. If people come on and say it's if people come on and say it's really easy, I've got to I've, I've maybe not set them a hard enough challenge <laughs> uh, because some people say oh, I, I'd managed to get ten and I say well if, if I'd let you have ten books you would have got it down to fifteen and then you just said it was really really hard so for my own personal budget perspectives albeit it's not been too bad so far I kind of have to set it at three or four so I don't end up with uh, twenty books every week that I'm trying to find. Well, I've probably not come up with anything you haven't got yet, have I? Um, Tivuren, um, yeah, Paul Strand, Paul, Paul Strand. Um, uh, I think so many aspects of this book are are, are wonderful. Um, he clearly connected with his subjects, the history of why he ended up there with the <coughs> avoiding the you know the um, the communist witch hunt, um, and the the Hebrides is somewhere that played a big. Um, part in my development as a photographer when I was at college um, yep. I was doing documentary photography and um, uh, it was suggested that for my final year um, exhibition that I, I go to the Hebrides which I knew nothing about uh, but one of the one of the tutors a guy called Gus Wiley had connections there um, and uh, so I did a piece on uh, on Lewis lived with a crofting family probably the last generation of true crofting families. Yeah. Um, crofting is kind of gone now, which is a shame. Um, uh, and um, so it, and it just, you know, it wormed its way into my heart as a place. Yeah. So that, that has so many echoes for me. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's documentary aspect. Um, the people I can, I can see faces there that are very like the faces that I saw yeah. in the early eighties. Um yep. Uh, and and that that to me is just um, yeah it's it it really resonates with me as a book <clears throat> yeah um, beautiful and then gosh <laughs> okay it's another wordy book that's fine absolutely seesaw by Jess Dyer right. Hmm. Never heard of that one. Right. Um, an absolutely brilliant commentator on Ooh, photography. Right. Hmm. Um, uh, so it's a bunch of essays that he's written. Um, each one is based around a, a photograph or a series of photographs. And they're quite short essays, three pages, four pages, right. something like that. Um, but the insights that you get in each one are just incredible. Brilliant. Um, He's also written a book called The Ongoing Moment, which I would recommend to anybody as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that is, that's a fantastic book. 
yeah. I, I'll, I'll take a look. I have, I have the advantage in that anyone, when people suggest books, I have a couple of weeks head start before I release before I release the episode to the world, at which point all of the additions that are previously left when it's a rare book seem to get snapped up pretty quickly. <laughs> so I, I guess... Well, Tavur- Tavurum was one that um, disappeared for a while, didn't it? And then, yeah. and then they reprinted it, Aperture reprinted it. But for a long time, your only chance of getting it was to buy a very expensive second hand yeah okay. yes yeah, so i've got a copy of uh, mirrors messages and manifestations which i bought when i was at college yeah and i think i got it in a second hand bookstore for about 15 quid or something but i think that's a few hundred pounds now yeah the cost the cost of some books sea works as well it goes for silly money and all sorts of books can really go quite expensive and yeah because because they're generally done in such fairly smallish runs and then once they're out once they're sold out then it can be quite hard or it's very very rare for someone to maybe print print a second run um at the end of the day there's not there's you can maybe sell 500 a thousand or a few thousand copies of them but then beyond that there's very few photographers who are probably selling who could probably sell multiples of thousands of books um yeah yeah i I think i was told by eddie that so back in back in the um, early two thousands, that the average uh, run or sales, I should say, for a, for a photographic portfolio book was about eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, which is nothing. Yeah, and you you work out how much it costs to you know for setup <laughs> and everything, especially in those days. Yeah, um, there was no money to be made from them really. So. Right. That's it. Right. No, it's good to see. It's good. To, I think there's a. I think there's a good market and a good community of photo books these days. I think. I think certainly over the last eighteen months, with everyone being in lockdown, particularly zines and the smaller, maybe more affordable ways of getting it. I think people will begin to begin to print their work and share their work. And um, I, I personally, I, I really enjoy just sitting down with with books because you can kind of just enjoy them, take your time over them, and you're not having to look through someone's work on a computer screen. It's yeah, far more, it's far more enjoyable. It's the way generally I would imagine most photographers want their work to be seen on print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's well, yes, because the the temptation always when it's on screen is to is to flick. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You, you you flick through it, and when it's on paper in a book, you you have control over the, the process that someone is looking through your work at. You can, yeah. as you say, if you've got an image that holds someone's attention, they'll stay on the page. But at the same time, you've got control over the sequence as opposed to just scrolling at a rate of knots that you you kind of miss half the work. But yeah, yeah. But there we go. Well, that was a that was a wonderful selection of books, and it was a, it was an honour to really chat through your uh, your your process um, <laughs> on, on the first on the first two books, discuss the the fourteen year gap, and also just to, <laughs> just just to hear hear a bit about uh, your your forthcoming third book, um, because I think it's uh, certainly one I must say I'm very looking forward to. I really really enjoy seeing your work on. On social media, but it's um, be wonderful to see it in something that's nice, big, really well printed, produced. Um, be yeah. Really, I'll, really I'll nice. try not to disappoint. <laughs> it, 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 it won't. It won't. It won't. It won't disappoint at all. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, I, th- I think that's. I think that's a certainty. I think the only thing that will disappoint is whether it's Christmas twenty three or Christmas twenty four that we're all we're all ho- <laughs> we're all holding out for, David. I think. I think, I think, I th- I think that's about the only thing that's a uh, only thing that's an uncertainty in uh, in this book, the forthcoming book, is is when when it comes out. 
Yeah, well, like, yeah, well, my readership is aging. I need to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. On, on that note, David, really a pleasure chatting to you, and thank you very much for your time. And whilst we were recording this earlier in 2021, all the best for uh, 2022. Thank you very much, Stuart. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.